All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve. With me always is Taz. What's up? All right. Today we got a special guest with us. We got Jason out in Texas. Jason, how you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Trying to survive this heat, brother. I know, right? That's how we. It's hot out there, man. <laughs> All right. So in this episode, y'all, we're going to talk about the death of the Pac-12. I They got a lot going on. Teams moving, stuff shuffling around, and I think this is might be the nail in the coffin of this Pac-12 conference. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, but things aren't looking pretty for them right now. No, no, not at all. So I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of history lesson in in this in this episode for y'all. We're gonna give you a little history history lesson. We're gonna take it back back in the day for some of the. Younger people who might listen that don't remember 2010 because that was 13 years ago. They was probably three, four years old. Then we're going to go down the timeline and let y'all know what's really going on. And then we'll give our outlooks on how we feel that, you know, what's going on in the Pac-12. So (laughs) this is a history lesson for everybody real quick. Just ride the wave with me. The Pac-12 started in 1915 as the Pacific Coast Conference. They was the Pacific Coast Conference from 1915 to 1959. Then they decided to add a team or two, and they turned into the Athletic Association of Western Universities from 59 to 68, which is around the time OJ was there. (laughs) 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 So they was the pack. They turned into the Pac-8 from 68 to 79, Mm -hmm. and then in 78. They decided to add the Arizona schools, which turned them into the Pac-10, which was a solid conference. They've always been a great conference on the West Coast. They have <laughs> till 2011. And then in 2011, they added Colorado. They added Utah. So from 2012 to current, they've always been known as the Pac-12. This is a t- conference that's been around 108 years. Right. It's been one of the longest tenure conferences in the country. Right. You know? So, how do you feel about the Pac-12 right now? Well, me personally, I mean, football-wise, I'm, you know, I'm kind of torn, you know, because I like I like the conferences being in their area, in their regions, and mm-hmm. having fan bases, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, Midwest, all that. Um, but I understand also from a business um, standpoint, um, if you want to survive, and it takes money to survive. Um, you got to do what's best for you and your program, mm-hmm. you know. So, but if there's a lack of communication from the top, you know, until you know to the to the administration of your program, it's like, hey, what's up, man? I need to, you know, what's going on here, you know. And, and like you said, it, it's an opportunity now. If I can get out of this contract without paying an exit fee, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, Jason, think, how do you feel about the Pac-12? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Gonna- no, your girl's going to push off of what Taz was saying about the finances and stuff like that, getting out of these contracts, you know, the NIU and stuff, all this money just being thrown around so loosely. It's just so easy for them to get out these days. So, mm-hmm. Yep. So that's kind of where the Pac-12 is at the moment. So let's go ahead and do something. And like I said, this is a history lesson for everybody because I know a lot of the audience is younger. I know we've all – we're kind of – Trouted in it, and I remember I think the first football game I watched was in like 1990. 
<laughs> when I was like eight years old. So I'm going to age myself here. Mm-hmm. Taz, I'm pretty sure yours was pretty. How far back was yours? Oh, I was watching in the 80s. Yeah, in the yeah. 80s. I mean, and Jason, how, how was yours whenever you was coming up? Man, I didn't get into football as big as I am near these days. Back when I was younger, I was probably 12, 13 years old. <laughs> Okay. Late 90s. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we all still know about how the Pac-10, I mean, we all still can right. remember the Pac-10. Right. You know, they expanded to the Pac-12. So we're, what we're going to do right here is we're going to take a ride back. We're going to go back down memory lane just to remind people, you know, how all this was happening. And let's go back to 2010, everybody. Here we are. It's 2010. We made it. Ain't that something? Right. You just not 13 years off your life by the click of a button? That's awesome, ain't it? Right. <laughs> be young again. To be young again. <laughs> in 2010, for those who don't remember, for some of us who was older back in 2010, in 2010, believe it or not, the first iPad came out. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram just launched. Wow, if I could have invested in that one. I know, right? Ain't that something? (laughs) And then gas was $2.70 a gallon. Ain't that something? When was the last time that happened? The watch that seen $2. (laughs) (laughs) How's it out there right now, Jason? Well, in Texas, we're at three fifteen, three twenty a gallon right now, so not too far off from the two seventy. But (laughs) yeah, and here's something I think the worst of the trilogy toy story 3 came out in 2010 mm. was not a big fan of that movie yeah but you know what man there's a lot of history behind that movie a lot of realness to that movie that's a big market well yeah no i mean i like the first if one. i know that think at the, first the time the you know i would have saved more yeah. toys but hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> collectibles exactly so as we go back in june of 2010 for a lot of people who don't remember that the Pac-12 was trying to puff their chest. Larry Scott just took over in 2009, and he was trying to add Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, (laughs) Oklahoma State, and Colorado Mm -hmm. to the Pac-10. He was trying to make a super conference in 2016. Right. But none of that came to fruition. So... On June 10th, Colorado says, I'll go. Right. Nobody else kind of went. They all kind of shuffling their feet, trying to look around. Colorado's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take that. So Colorado left. Right. June 11th, Nebraska leaves for the Big Ten. Right. So I was going to ask when did Nebraska leave. Yeah. They left a day later. <laughs> right. So now the Big Ten got cut to the, or the Big 12 got cut to the Big Ten. Right. By two different conferences it took from them. Mm-hmm. Then on the fifteenth, because right now the Big Twelve scrambling, right, right. So the Pac twelve, they're puffing their chest. They're like, "Yeah, we got one. Right. We coming, right? We gonna we gonna we gonna dismantle the Big Twelve. And the Big Twelve was in shambles at this time. Right. But on June fifteenth, Texas works a deal with the Big Twelve to stay, right. which turned into the Longhorn Network. Right. Right. And I figured, I mean, as long as the Big Two. I mean, there's, there's all, they're all, you know, relevant. Rev, but the big two, if you you keep Texas and Oklahoma, then you can sustain a conference. Correct. And that, and that may may have been their mindset. We keep those two, which you may not want to hear this, 
but you still also had in the whole if things weren't working right, you could have always called Houston. Man, look, don't even give me started. I'm just saying, you could have yeah, always you, called yeah, Houston. But, mm. <laughs> hey, Houston but also, you got. Oh, go ahead, sorry, Chad. No, no, no you good, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Chime in. No, I was going to say they didn't have to necessarily knock off two. If they could have got Texas or Oklahoma, and then A and M or Colorado, you know what I'm saying? There, right. There's a two piece combination throughout the. They went for so many of them, and if they could just hook two of those fish, I think their roles today would be a lot different than they are. Right. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So then it turns around on June 17th, Utah joins the Pac-12, mm-hmm. or Pac-11 at that time because right. they had Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then the Pac-10 turns into the Pac-12. So now that leaves the Big Ten scrambling, which I know we all know. I know you know, Jason, because you're from Big 12 country just like I am. <laughs> and the big trails scrambling. They're like, what the hell are we going to do? What are we going to do? We just lost Nebraska. We lost Colorado. Right. I mean, yeah, okay. We kept Texas and Oklahoma, you know, because of the Longhorn Network, which I think was a horrible deal for the Big 12. I really do, honestly and truly. It benefited Texas, and I think that was more of a just, baby, just stay here. Baby, if right. you stay here, I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I think catering well, to the amount of money that yeah. Texas, amount of money that Texas brings to the Big Twelve by itself was another reason they were like, "We'll do whatever you want." Right. Oh yeah, most definitely, and right. being the brand, you know, right? <laughs> because then in 2011, A and M Missouri says we're out. Right, and I think that hurt that hurt them with Texas A and M. Yeah. You know, by catering to Texas Tech. Texas A&M was a bone crusher to the Big 12 when they left. Right. Most definitely. But I think A&M left because Texas got the Texas Longhorn deal. Right. And I think possibly if they would have just, you know, uh, across the board, even it out amongst everybody, I don't think Texas A&M leaves. Mm. I was going to say, I think if they would have kept it or made it the Big 12 network right. and not the Longhorn network. Right. They gave them their individual uh, deal with you know TV time and guaranteed every 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 uh, game on TV and everything like that. Right. It uh, it put a sour taste in AM's mouth and the the first hot shot train out of the Big Twelve they were jumping on it and it just happened to land them in yep. one of the other biggest conferences the SEC. So. Yep. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean because you know I mean let's be real, Jason, you're from Texas like me. Texas is a bro- big brother. A and M's a little brother. It, it, it was that way for many years, but I'll yeah. be honest with you, the SEC, the recruiting in there, I would love to see yeah. that a good old A&M-UT showdown again. Oh, yeah. But we got it in 2024, brother. I, I can't wait, brother. I cannot wait. We got <laughs> it, my man. We got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's what that turned into with A&M leaving because they're like, we're tired of playing little brother. You know, and I mean, yes, I mean, people will get upset about this, but let's be real. People from Texas understand that this is what it is. Right. You know, Texas has always been looked at as a big brother. A&M is a little brother. Right. <laughs> so then A&M and Missouri leave. Mm-hmm. The, and it's crazy how things work out in sports because very rarely does it work out to work out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Most of the time it works out to be bad, not great right. or not good. But the saving grace for the Big 12, honestly, was the Big East collapse. Mm-hmm. The Big East collapse in Correct. 2011. 
They did. They shut it down. They said, you know what? We're going to do a basketball thing. They have the Catholic Seven, whatever those schools are that play basketball. Right. But Miami went to the ACC. Louisville went to the ACC. Um, Rutgers went to the Big Ten. Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse went to the ACC. <clears throat> West Virginia was able to go to the Big 12. Right. And they put their footprint a little bit further out east than what they thought. And then they bring TCU up because they figure, well, hell, if Utah's going to come up Mm -hmm. to the Pac-12, we might as well bring TCU up. Because, I mean, back then, for a lot of people who don't remember, in that time stretch from about 2008 to about 2011, Mm -hmm. it was TCU and Utah competing for who who might be that BCS buster. They never got there. I was along with Boise also. I would put Boise. Yeah, and Boise. Yeah, I would put Boise there with them. Right. You know, so the best thing that ever happened to the Big 12 Mm -hmm. was the Big East collapse. Right. It was. (laughs) So then on August 15th in 2012, because the Pac-12 now, they're set. They think they're set. They said, cool, we got Utah. We got Colorado. We got 12 different schools, just like these other schools. We're going to kill the Big 12. The Big 12 is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that was a that was a legit argument for a while that the Big 12 was going to go away. So the Big 12 comes out on August 15th and they say, you know what? We're going to release the Pac-12 network. Big 10 got theirs. Mm-hmm. SEC got theirs. We're going to get ours. We're going to be the third school in here. They got in there before the ACC did right. back in 2012. <laughs> but here's something a lot of people don't know about the Pac-12 network. Pac-12 Network is 100% owned by the conference. The Big Ten Network TV is owned 48% by Fox, mm-hmm. 52% by the Big Ten. Right. The ACC and the SEC is 100% owned by ESPN. Right. Now, this turns into one of those things, and I would love to hear what y'all got to say about it, mm-hmm. is this is the where Silicon Valley Right. Mm-hmm. We're the West Coast. We created the Internet or whatever. Right. And I think the Pac-12 thought that being from Silicon Valley, they was going to be able to create a 100 percent conference owned station and was able to benefit their team more than what they were able to. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Jason? Man, uh I'm not 100 sure about all the uh, the self-sufficient. It takes a lot of money and and donors and stuff like that to be able to keep a network sufficient by themselves. I just don't think the Pac-12 has that. But right. you know, and when you normally think about you know Pac-12 football, you're thinking you're thinking the Los Angeles market for the most part is mm-hmm. where the people are and where you're going to get the viewership. Because that's where the, uh, the best recruiting is in, in the California. So everybody's tipping into California for the most part, and they're going outside of them. <clears throat> but the, the risk that, that they were taking was, okay, we're going to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. That's and, what they thought they could do. Right, right. And then things happen, you know, because, I mean, I hear I hear commentators talk about when they go to the West Coast, down south, up north, and things of that nature. Down south, it's like, it's like a religion down south. Oh yeah, no. people people yeah. see breed football. Yeah, it's Jesus football, right. and then out life. west, not not <laughs> as much. No, not as much no. as the down south schools. So 
you you had like different events in between to say like even with COVID hit, <laughs> you know, it didn't it mattered, but it didn't matter as much down south because people still going to eat, sleep, f- breathe football. <laughs> oh yeah, no, most definitely. <laughs> I know? mean, if you go back and look, the Pac twelve played like four or five games during COVID. Right, and the South played a full conference schedule. Right, because they they were they were kind of holding out. They weren't going to play. There was a couple conferences they weren't even going to play. Yeah, they all. discussed it. Yeah. yeah, but the people that eat, breathe, and sleep football. Oh, we playing something. Oh yeah, something. We yeah. gonna put something on the you field. Know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn. Who so you have a fan base to drive. You know to drive these viewerships. I'll, I'll, that kind of goes back to my original story, my statement about having the support there. Right. It is. It's like you said, north versus south, east and west. It's, Night and day from from what we have down here in the southeast side of the United States versus most of the other areas. So. Right. Oh, most definitely. Right. Most definitely. <laughs> and this is another thing where they screwed up at is they broke it up. And this is the thing that I don't get. And the ACC is trying to do this now. And we got a footprint and a blueprint to tell you that this does not work. I'm but successful. Yet, huh? Very unsuccessful. Exactly is the Pac-12 broke up their channels into six different channels because they said we'll do uneven revenue sharing based off viewership. So you have a Pac-12 Arizona, Pac-12 Bay Area. Pac-12 Arizona is Arizona, Arizona State. Pac-12 Bay Area is Cal and Stanford. Mm -hmm. Pac-12 LA, UCLA, USC. Mm -hmm. Pac-12 Mountain, which is Colorado and Utah. Pac-12 Oregon is Oregon, Oregon State. Pac-12 Washington, Washington, Washington State. And they said, well, we'll do uneven revenue sharing based on who you have is how much money you'll make and how much did that work out. Because the crazy part is the two top dogs, which I would think would be the Pac-12 LA situation between right. USC and UCLA, right. that they still decide to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the first ones to leave. Right. And they made the most money off this BS TV deal. Right. But, you know, I had to sit uneasy with some schools because, you know, all schools probably aren't good at football, but they're good in other sports. Because even like Stanford, they were competitive in basketball. Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing in some of that basketball money. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, because it, it seemed like the forefront of all this was football. Yeah. And not the other sports. But, I mean, there's other schools that are better in other sports than just football. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of revenue to be made from NCAA basketball. That tournament pays out a billion dollars a year. Right. So way more than what the NFL or whatever the NCAA college football thing works out to be. Right. (laughs) So my thing is they prove revenue sharing is uneven, and that doesn't work. But yet the ACC is like, oh, hey, well (laughs) – we don't like our TV deal, but we'll give postseason revenue to different teams that build their stuff up because that's how it's supposed to be. And it's right. like, it's not going to work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It isn't. <laughs> so, yeah, because I mean, I got to believe when, when things aren't stretched out evenly, you know, I would say. I would say when things aren't even, because I mean, you think about it. Most schools, it's a very few schools that are always at the top of the of the league. Mm. Occasionally, there's other schools that come up top of the league. But when you're constantly, um, you know, it seemed to me like catering to certain schools, 
you know those schools are going to be talking behind closed doors. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, and then it, probably even for a way out to go somewhere where it's evenly distributed versus given to the, the top heavy, you know, schools or whatever. So yeah. it shouldn't be a surprise to extent with some of these schools because their conferences doesn't evenly distribute the money. No. For them to be looking for a conference that's evenly distributing the money. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean that's exactly. guaranteed money. Yeah, it, and it should be, but right. they're they're doing a horrible job at it. Once to redistribute money, and this is the thing too: when you're 100 percent conference owned, you have no leverage. Right. That's why the Pac-12 made a deal with Directv. Hmm. Who the hell still has a satellite on their house? <laughs> it's probably there. It's probably not connected. You know, <laughs> we I see mean, them all the time. <laughs> If you ain't streaming, you ain't surviving. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many streaming networks and stuff like that. Like, that's what I got. I got streaming networks. That's how I, I watch stuff, you know? And then, See, we're, stream, we're streaming right now, son. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? And it's like, you, you break that away like that, and I don't see, like I said, who still has a satellite TV has a satellite on their house. <laughs> they try to come to the table to make deals, but they don't have no deals because they don't have no backing. And what end up screwing them, which everybody for people who don't know mm-hmm. what end up screwing the Pac 12 was before they created a Pac 12 network, ESPN came to them and had a deal for them. Yeah. And I don't know about y'all. I love watching shark tank, right? Sure. So, on Shark Tank, if y'all know, one of the biggest things that doesn't get you a deal is you you evaluate your company for more than what it is. Right. You know, you're like, hey, for 3%, I want $3 million. And then Mark Cuban asks you, and he says, okay, so you got a $100 million evaluation. How much did you sell last year? Tell me your numbers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I sold $2,500. He's like, why do you have a $300 million evaluation? Well, because selling baby clothes is a $4.5 billion industry. Mm-hmm. And if I get 1% of $4.5 billion, I'll get $300 million, and that's where I evaluated my company. Right. That's not where your company's at. Your company is at what your numbers are. And Pac-12 that's tried to base off of, their, off of Georgia, Alabama, exactly. Oklahoma, Texas. They yep. don't have that up there. No, no. And they didn't have that backing or that revenue. And they right. over-evaluated themselves. And they put themselves into this deal to where ESPN is like, no, we're not going to overpay for a product that doesn't have the evaluation. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we're going to roll back into modern day. And oh shit! I'm old again. I'm old again. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I had more hair back then. Too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now we're in the 2020. Mm-hmm. Not quite modern day, but close enough. So, in the modern day timeline, let's go back through all this. So, in the modern day, in December 10th, 2020, the SEC inks their new TV deal. Right. And everybody knew once the SEC inked their deal, that's the standard. Right. Right? Because now they know. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're getting these big schools. Mm-hmm. All this stuff's coming through. This is where we're at. They set this deal. All right. And it's bam, here we go. Right? <laughs> May 13th, 2021, Pat 12 hires a new commissioner, Kalinikov. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say he was put in the best position because I think Larry Scott really screwed that up. Mm-hmm. You know, between the Pac-12 deal and the tie-ins. And did y'all know he signed a mortgage lease in San Francisco for $95 million over the next 10 years? Mm. (laughs) His teams was paying $9.5 million a year to... Have an office building in San Francisco, I bet ain't none of them ever go to. Probably not. And run it off. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the teams had to pay for it. Because that's where the headquarters was. <clears throat> so, as we're all looking, can we all see where old Kalitnikov's bio is? <laughs> um, He worked four years. He did. At the Real New Works. He did. Okay. And 2003, he was a Major League Executive Vice President for the Major League Associated Media, worked for NBC Universal, Hulu, Hearst Communications, and then he finished up at the MGM um, International, where he served on multiple boards in Vegas. Why hasn't this guy got a TV deal yet? Like I... Like I heard of it recently now um after the big 10 uh SEC did their contracts um for what i'm hearing fox espn had one more deal on the table mm-hmm. and but you have two two conferences <laughs> mm. who gonna get it first right big 12 was proactive went ahead got the deal in advance they didn't wait till the deal was up mm-hmm. they went ahead and made a deal um, I don't know if they mentioned possibly um within them signing that deal that they could possibly get Colorado in that deal, mm-hmm. and it could have been it could have been say well if you can get Colorado or another team to come along with them then this what the deal would be yeah. versus the deal without them possibly I don't know, but I know they were proactive in what they were doing and they went ahead and got that one remaining deal. That was oh, out yeah. there between those networks. Now, the Big 12 now is in a position to where, dude, I mean, where are you going to find a deal? Because pretty much the Fox and the ESPNs are pretty much sold up. Oh, yeah, Pac-12 screwed. Yeah, so, I mean, what are you going to do to get a deal? Now you got to go to, like we were saying, maybe some streaming streaming networks or possibly, you know, some networks that aren't carrying uh, college football and maybe sign a deal with them. Like we mentioned, we mentioned TNT and TBS, which carry sports, but who knows if they're interested in even carrying college football. But, yeah. But they're in a position now to where you there's nothing you can tell your ADs of your schools as far as what you, you have planned because mm-hmm. you don't have a deal on the table. No, you don't got no deal on the table. Right. And but, still, and we talked about this. Right. He could not go into Pac-12 Media Day without a deal. Right, and, then and that's what, what they were with. He went without a deal. Exactly. He claimed that there was a deal, but they weren't going to discuss it at the time. They were just going to talk football. Yeah. Well, that's part of talking football. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this deal. Because yeah. the, the, the talking football was for the fans' media. 
Mm-hmm. That deal was for the ADs in yeah, the presidential the presidents. Almost definitely. schools. So you need to talk to them. <laughs> They're more important to talking football because without them, you have a lack of football. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like I say, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Like, right. he has this background. So on July 26th, as we're going down this timeline, July 26th, Texas and Oklahoma say, you know what? We out. We going to the SEC. Right. You know. Two of your big dogs. Two. Right after the COVID. Right. Yep. They come out before the season start in 21. They said, we're out. Yep. August 24th, 2021. Mm-hmm. They have this, and I'm sorry. If y'all pay attention in college athletics, you'll laugh just like I did. They came up with what they call the historic alliance. The Big Ten, Mm -hmm. the ACC, and the Pac-12 come together and said, Texas and Oklahoma leaving to the SEC is going to change college football landscape. We're going to hold this down. We're going to stop the expansion. We're going to do intercoastal or interdivision conference games to help with scheduling. You know what I call that? The hustle. <laughs> exactly. It's a hustle. That's the Kevin Warren hustle. Yep. Kevin Warren hustled him. I don't care what nobody says. Because guess what happened about, what am I looking at? Ten months later? Right. Guess who left the Pac-12? USC, UCLA. Guess how they had communication with the Big Ten? (laughs) Through this historic alliance. (laughs) Kevin Warren knew that this cat's new. Mm -hmm. And he has no clue what's going on. That was an opportunity. And it exactly. It was an opportunity. opportunity Because he saw his counterpart, Gray Sankey, make a power move, Mm -hmm. and pick up Texas, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And he was not going to play second fiddle to that. Right. So he said, yeah, hey, let's get together, y'all. I mean, hey, the hell with the the SEC. We got to stop them. We got to stop them. They're going to ruin college football. Right. Y'all come holler at me. And it's kind of like somebody getting close to you and then hollering at your girl. Yeah. Hey, y'all want to mess with them? Come mess with me. I'm about to get this new TV deal. I'm right. about to have all this new money. Right. I'm about to do all this. You need to mess with me. And that's mm-hmm. what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. It was. The historic alliance that they call, I call the Kevin Warren hustle. Right. Because that's what it was. He hustled them. He played them. Right. He did. So then we go to June 10th mm-hmm. in 2022. Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, UCF. They're like, come on, we coming. Now, I'm not going to lie. This was a good power move by Bosley because I thought Bosley was a horrible conference commissioner for the Big 12 because right. he damn near let it all go. And I came up from the Midwest. Well, I mean, most people, man, I would say most. I mean, especially in media and things of that nature, they pretty much said pretty much said death to the Big 12. Yeah. And that's the way it was. You know, but when Oklahoma and. Texas left the Big 12. I really did think it was the death of them. But right. when they pulled in BYU, you know, UCF, those are the smaller two. Houston, right. man, that's going to be a big – I hope they come out and shine this year. I really do. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And you got you to gotta applaud them because maybe some did, but everybody didn't panic. No. No, they, they stayed pat. Right. They stayed pat. They didn't panic. And they probably did what the Pac-12 didn't do. They communicated mm-hmm. with their the, the presidents and the ADs of the schools. <laughs> Yeah, so then about three weeks later on June 29th, 
Brett Yormark, he's named the commissioner, mm-hmm. but he's not in that power position yet. Right. He was just named. They said, okay, hey, you're going to be the next guy, right? Guess what happens the day after he gets named that? What's USC, UCLA, leave. Yep. And I ain't going to lie to nobody. That got caught out of left field. Right. Nobody knew, honestly, that USC and UCLA was about to leave the Pac-12. No, 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 because people, their focus was on the Big 12, or what just happened in the Big 12. Yeah. They weren't focusing on the I other bet, I bet Brett knew they were going to leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. So <laughs> then it turns around. This happens on June 30th, right? August 1st, Mark Yormick, he takes over. He said, okay, I'm in head of the Big 12 right now. Now, this is the thing. Now, think about it. Think about what he just seen happen. Right. He just saw Kevin Warren hustle the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and took their two big dogs. He just lost his two top dogs. Right. He saw the other commissioner brought some more people in. He right. said, hold on. Now, this is chess, not checkers, people. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Checkers is waiting to see what happened. Chess yeah. is playing three steps ahead. Right. So, he looks at He said, okay. Big Ten, at this point in time, in beginning of August, everybody's talking about Big Ten going to get a new deal. Right. Everybody know the SEC got a new deal. Yep. Right? So it's pretty much Big 12, Pac-12, trying to work out these deals. Now it's first dog to the fight because there's only so certain many time slots. Right. You only get so many noon games, 3.30, 7.30 games, and nobody watches the 10.30 games but me and 27 other people. Right. Right? So... <laughs> <laughs> when he got hired last year, and I said this on our Big 12 preview show, I thought he was a great hire because he was an outside of the box. Right. He wasn't a, he was an athletic director at the school or none of this, right? This, he came straight out of left field. Right. So in the early 90s, now look at this. This, this, this chest not checkers, everybody. In the early 90s, he was selling TV time to Midwest teams, right. to Cat Sports. NBA teams, baseball teams, the Brewers, the Bucks, the Reds. I mean, he he's in this TV business, right? Mm-hmm. In 98, he working for NASCAR. Gets them a 10-year, $750 million sponsorship with Nextel back then in 98. 14 years, he was the next CEO. When they went to Brooklyn, they hired him. They said, hey, we want you to make this a, you know, worldwide brand, this, that, and other. Because remember, they were owned by that Russian cat right. when they went to Brooklyn. Right. So while he was there, Jay-Z had his right. fillers in right. with Brooklyn, and he was a partial minority owner or whatever. Mm-hmm. In 2019, Jay-Z goes to him and says, look, man, I want you to be my CEO. Right. Jay-Z was the first billionaire rap star. So this guy knows TV. This guy knows entertainment. This guy yeah. knows money. He knows NIL because Rock Nation also was bringing in clients. Exactly. You know, to deal with the work with NIL deals as yeah. far as sports guys. Exactly. And yeah. then two year, two weeks later, mm-hmm. the Big Ten signs their big deal. Right. So right now he's looking at it, He say, oh, shoot. He say the money getting off the table. Yep. Time slots getting, getting gone. Right. So he go ahead and renegotiate. Three months after he took the deal, right. he got the Big 12 a TV deal. Yeah, he was proactive. He didn't wait to the end of the Big 12 deal. He moved on it because he knew there was only one option left. There was one more slot. 
Yeah. For these deals. Well, one more deal that was left between two conferences. Mm -hmm. So he moved on it before the Big 12 and put the Big 12 in a predicament. Exactly. So now the Big 12. Uh, Pac 12, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Pac 12. So now the Pac 12 can't get a TV deal. Right. Well, shoot, y'all can't get a TV deal. If y'all remember when Brett Yormick come out last year, Mm -hmm. he said, I'm coming for y'all. Yeah. He was ready to poach folks last year before he got the deal. Yeah, and all of these deals, was it 23 now? Yeah, it's 23 now. All these deals run through the, the 30s. Yeah, into the 30s. <laughs> right. They do. And that was the biggest thing about that, because they asked him, they was, I mean, last year, his first year here, he's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to expand. I'm going to get him. I'm going to take him. Mm-hmm. And he knew because he was backdooring, right. working on a TV deal, and he knew if he took the TV deal, the Pac-12 couldn't compete, and then he could get the teams that he wanted. Right. So he said, well, shoot, let me go and get that Colorado. Yep. Now... Let's let's get on to the next topic, and then we'll get into this. What does the Pac-12 commissioner do? I mean, really, what can he do? <clears throat> that, I don't Go ahead, know. Guys. Go ahead. You got no, it? No, I'm going to let you. I'm gonna hear, yeah, no, I'm going to hear you on this one. See what you got. Okay. Um, my thing is, now now, now you have to, to, to find out alternatives. My, you got to seek alternatives. Okay, if the TV deals are gone... We got the live stream because the, the the main thing is is one you want to keep you go you're going to have your fan base because they're going to support their schools regardless regardless the challenge is now is to get everyone else to chime in and watch your, your games so I think streaming services um, probably what they didn't want to do or probably what they were may end up doing is playing more weekly games. Mm. To get TV viewerships, you know how I feel about that. I know, but I mean, what do you do if if your Saturdays are pretty much tied up, dude? I mean, I mean, Monday night's gone, Thursday night's going to be gone with with probably NFL football. You mm. compete with those two. Yeah. So you got Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and, fri- and Friday. No, you don't. You but do it's not an, play big time college football but it's during an option. the week. You got to get viewership. I mean, what do you do for viewership if those TV? If those those are gone, or you got to do alternative is finding other stations that are willing to carry your games. It's like like we mentioned, That's, TBS or TNT. I love well, that. Well, I mean, I like the streaming idea because I mean, I don't know if Hulu. I don't personally have Hulu, but I know they big commercials used to see with Hulu Live Sports and stuff. Right. I mean, is mm-hmm. that still a TV deal that they can have out there for them? To, <laughs> Somewhat sacrifice and, and save their their conference. I mean, he's, he's got to he's got to start reaching out. I think I think network. it would be more of a Apple Amazon type deal if they're going to go streaming. Personally, I think Amazon pockets are way too deep for the Pac-12 team to try to dabble in that because they couldn't make one with ESPN, and I think Amazon's even bigger than the ESPN is. So. Right. Yeah. It just depends on now. Taz had a great outlook right. when he talked about TBS and TNT. I like that right. because they already do baseball, right. they already do hockey, they already do basketball. I mean, like we talked, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like we talked about, okay, in October on those two stations, you would lose a little bit because the of baseball. the baseball playoffs, right. right? But you could sell exclusive October games to another streaming service and then give TNT and TBS exclusive rights for, you know, the rest of the games. Right. Well, I'll be honest with you. The, the problem with the, the, the TBS and TBS or the other ones, uh, TNT and stuff like that. Right. Is most of their, and that's, you know, hot for October MLB baseball playoffs. 
Right. Most of their games are going to be played Saturdays, you know, in, in the afternoon. That's prime time for college baseball or college football. So, so right. yeah, that's why I, I know said. that's a shorter network, and you got the rest of the season. But yeah, but, tackles got to do what they can. Yeah, but then you sell your October games to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because then you can still get September, November, and December in there. Yeah. You know, you could. Yeah. You would have to. You'd have to do a dual ship. You know, TV deal like that, but <laughs> honestly, do a lot of schedule. You have to do a lot of schedule rearranging right. too to make sure that their big games were it not during October. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's what we talked about. And that's the thing too. Like they kind of put themselves in a predicament. Like I mean, dude, there's only so many time slots on so many stations. The Big Ten has Fox and CBS now. Yeah. SEC has ESPN and ABC. Notre Dame's got NBC. ACC, hell, the ACC even went to the CW. Yeah. The CW, they yeah, ain't never sure. played another damn sport ever on. Uh-uh. I mean, hey, there you go. That's another network you could probably reach out to. You know, if they can get more viewers on their network, which, you know, the CW, it's, uh, it's not a wide range of, of viewers. I'm sure it's enough to survive, but if they can get somebody like the Pac-12 in there, it might help boost their their TV time, you know, viewers on it. But yeah, yeah. and like I say, I hate weekday games. Yeah, I, I think I think the Pac-12 has screwed themselves in the past with Friday night games. I haven't liked those, but at some point, it's like, man, do you have to pick? Because Tuesday Wednesday games, those are Mac games in November. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back whack and all them. Yeah, 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 in November. And it's like, are you really going down yourself to that? (laughs) That's embarrassing, dude. There you go. That's embarrassing. You go Saturdays. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Dev. No, I'm I'm just checking the alternative for Saturday viewership. I mean, with the major ones taking over. um, Because even... even, um, Big Ten has CBS, so CBS is pretty much off the table. Yeah, that's why you got to pivot to just a different network, I think. Yeah. I, I'll go back to Taz's first statement, streaming. streaming. I mean, they're on the West Coast. That's where Internet was created. That's where all this futuristic, you know, besides China and California, those are the two places where all the technology is <laughs> made. They, they should be able to figure it out, you know? Yeah, you would think at this point. In make, time. make their own stream. Make, their, make, make a Pac-12 streaming channel right yeah and make it where it's available all all sports all sports year round for the pack you know if you if you invest into it make it early membership cheap just to get people into it after a year it'd be productive hey up the charges let the people that are in ride it new new subscribers up it up it up it and maybe they can get the finances to get a conference where they can uh recruit and, and get named up there but yeah they're struggling right now Oh yeah, they're they're dying right now. Yeah, open it to investors, let people invest into it. Yeah, so we got we're gonna play a little game here. That everybody's <laughs> gonna like. That's gonna be pretty funny. So okay. I got. So we're gonna do this back and forth. We will. So Arizona will do Taz. He'll do Dave Hickey. And this I'm gonna play the voicemail, and then we're gonna play the commissioner. Taz is gonna be the commissioner. Calling the Arizona Athletic Director just to see and touch base on how the field <clears throat> is in the Pac 12 with his team right now. And then we'll go through them and then we'll break them down because 
you know, Taz and Jason, y'all will do different schools. So, all right, Shoot. Taz. So, this is the commissioner calling Dave Hickey, the athletic director from Arizona. Hello, you've reached a voicemail at Arizona Athletic Director Dave Hinky. Please leave a message after the tone. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Dave, my man, what's going on, bro? Kamish, what's going on, man? Hey, look, don't listen to the television. Don't get off social media. Don't listen to what they're saying about, hey, the death of the Pac-12. Dave, man, you're good, brother. Look, I told you I got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to get this TV deal. Hey, me and the boys thinking about coming out hanging out with you, man. Hey, pick up the phone. We can go hit the Grand Canyon, discuss this, and have a drink. Call me up, Dave. <laughs> so that was the commissioner's first phone call out to the athletic director of Arizona. Trying to hold on because from what I've been hearing is that sometime this week, Arizona is going to be the next school to step up and leave. Now, I've also read some stuff that says, you know, the Arizona commissioner <laughs> or the Arizona athletic director or president and the Arizona president are good friends. So he said, you know, we don't have to definitely do what the other team does, but we're really, really close. Like they're like best friends. Like they go play golf together. They hang out, go to family events and <laughs> they're going to watch them call it hang out and make a decision together. So with that happening, if that happened with the Big 12, that would be two schools gone. Then there would be one school left. It's three out of four corners that's here. So now we got Jason, who will play the Utah athletic director, Mark Harlan, who would be the final piece of the four-corner school to go to the Pac-12. Let's see how that phone call went. Hello, you meet Mark Harlan, athletic director at the University of Utah. Go Utes. Leave me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hey, Mark. Marky Mark. Hey, bud, it's the commission, man. I was just calling to touch base with you, see how you're doing. Uh, Check in with your boy Cam. Make sure he's all right. Pack for the season. Pack 12. Let's go. Give me a call back when you get a chance, buddy. Don't listen to that news. (laughs) (laughs) because that could be the last straw and then that would leave four schools there well six schools there (laughs) yeah so then as we all been hearing is that um you know washington and utah or washington and oregon they their names kind of came up to the big 10 you know so hopefully you know they're not on the phone with the new big 10 commissioner and they hadn't blocked the Pac-12 commissioners. So this is this is the commissioner's call to the University of Washington. You've reached Jennifer Cohen, athletic director of Washington. Leave a message. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Jennifer, Jenny, can I call you Jenny? <laughs> J-Lo, doing too much? Hey, Jenny, check this out. Hey, look, don't listen to the media. I'm talking to everybody right now, getting everything smoothed out. Jenny, check this out. I like being transparent with everybody. I hadn't told any other commissioners, ADs, none of this right here. I'm going to tell you, look, looking to uh, bring the team back to Seattle, baby. 
<laughs> we gonna make this deal with the Supersonics. We get a portion of their sales from the basketball team. And look, I take some of that money, put it toward back twelve. Keep a comfort road. Look, Jenny, hit me back. You think it was a good deal? If not, let's sit down and talk about it over lunch, baby. J Lo, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Jenny from the block, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So as we're going through it, like I said, Washington, they got a lot. And that's that's another thing, too, a lot right. of people ain't talking about. They're right. like, oh, shoot, could Washington and Oregon maybe take this transition to the Big Ten? Right. They talked about it in the past, but there was never an opportunity like now. Mm. Like I said, a lot of people are like, oh, no, Big Ten ain't interested. They ain't saying nothing. They're trying to work on scheduling, blah, 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 blah. But right now... Right. You can get those two without an exit fee. Right. Just like Colorado has. That looks just sweet. like USC has. Mm-hmm. Just like UCLA has. What kind of deal could they come back to the table with if you could get away scot-free and not pay no money back? Right. I mean, it got to look good to these conferences right now just to pull a team over immediately. Yeah. No exit fee and to get them chimed in. So. Exactly. Yeah. So here's the last phone call that we found. And this is the phone call from the Pac-12 commissioner, the Rob Mullins, the the athletic director for Oregon. Here we go. You reach Rob Mullins, athletic director of Oregon. Leave your name and message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Beep. Mullins? Did you block me? Hey, um, anyways, disregard that. Hey, uh, just calling to reach out to you, man. Uh, season's just around the corner, and just wanted to let you know, man, I got your back like always. Give me a call back, Rob. Later, bud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because you know that's probably how it went down. <laughs> so... One of the hot topics, we're coming to the end of the show, and one of the hot topics I got is, after what we know, Mm -hmm. Colorado's left. They don't have a deal. Right. People have an opportunity to leave without paying an exit fee. Mm -hmm. I heard about the Pac-12, or the Mountain West wanting to come over to the Pac-12, but now they're at a $35 million buyout, which is school that gets $8.5 million a year, can't afford $35 million. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me get y'all's opinion on this, and I'll go with you first, Jason. Does the Pac-12 collapse? I don't. Uh, if the Pac-12 does collapse, I don't see it happening maybe in another two years, if maybe three years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's there's time for them to recoup. They just need to, to pump the brakes into trying to keep up with everybody and just stabilize what they have and figure it out from there. I like that analogy. What you got, Taz? How you feel? I'm, I'm with him. I'm with Jason on that one because I don't. I don't think like like I said. I'm I'm gonna be hesitant because this is a, a somewhat of a similar situation that uh, the Big Twelve was in, mm. and they were able to kind of recoup themselves. You know, pull a couple of teams. It's not granted the Big Twelve's in a different location to where they can kind of pull some schools from all different areas. West Coast, you're West Coast. <laughs> you know, you got you got to think about location and where mm-hmm. you can pull schools from. 
So that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, but I think if they can try to stay packed at least eight, mm. at least minimum eight, I would say, minimum eight, if they can keep eight and maybe pull a couple other schools. Of course, like the SMUs, I mean, that's a footprint in Texas. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. I think there's some other smaller schools, you know, out of out of the whack and, you know, stuff like that, right. that they might be able to go and pull. I don't, not 100% sure what's exactly out there that, that would benefit them in a, in a tremendous amount. Right. But I think there's something, especially, like I said, if they fall to eight, they're, I'd say they would be on brink of, of, right. uh, of collapse. But you got to do what you got to do. If nothing else, go grab two of them small ones. And, you know, just, hey, you're in the Pac-12 now, baby. You know, we're, we're a lot bigger <laughs> than the, the MAC and the WAC and stuff like that. You got to preach it up to what it can be and <clears throat> to save you. So, Right. And I want to throw this out also. See, we'll go, we, we talked about this also, about what Colorado did. Mm. Um, going to the Big Twelve because you know they're they're higher academics also. Oh yeah, most definitely. So what what they did they created these pilot programs mm. to where um, now I didn't say they, they well you can say they kind of been it but they lowered the standard for for students to get into the program oh, okay. so it's not as high. Yeah. So do do some of these other schools do they create these programs to get you know students in? Not just players, because they, they did it across the board. Yeah. Or, or athletes. They did it across the board, all students, um, academic students and all. But to lower it to where you can get better players in there. Because, I mean, you think about Stanford. I mean, they have their academics. Oh, yeah. It's, a little, it's tough to get in there. I mean, so Cal's. High. Yeah. Cal much is pretty high, too. Right. So, but if you create these pilot programs to where you can get these players in there, you get better coaching and you get, and you get better product on the field. Yeah. Then possibly that'll help you in the long run also. But if they stand packed and say, you know, we're not going to bend or break with our academics, then it can be death to yourself. Almost definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, the academics too, though, you have to have the brains to be able to play the sport. Right. And you have right. to be able to play the sport to right. have the brains for the sport. So if, if you lower the expectations, you can lower your, you know, I, I guess you could. Con- can, can uh, compare it to the Patriots with Bill Belichick because right. that's how he was able able to get such a good squad. He would go in and take the underdogs and right. But to to degrade a whole a whole uh, conference, the Pac-12 and, and one, to make them lower all of their expectations, they got some big name schools in there that are powerhouse academic. Right. So, what does that do to you nationally on your academic side just to try to save a uh, a football, you know what I'm saying? A right. conference. So, right. Right. I mean, it's a challenge. Sharp, sharp edges on that knife. Yeah. It's just something to kind of consider. I mean, they have to consider about a being part of a conference. Um, oh, no, I agree. Yeah. Like I said, there's the sacrifices they're going to have to make. Right. And academic, academics would be a huge one. Yeah. So. That's a, it's a big one. I, I wouldn't, like I said, if I'm them, I don't lower too much. You know, I would. Oh yeah, no, definitely not cut his ass. <laughs> no, no, I was. I, 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 I guess I'll play devil's advocate. I guess I'll play devil's advocate. I mean, maybe a B, a B minus can get you in there. You know, I, I mean, I say you, you wanted about a C, C plus just so, so you can go to USC. I know, I know you, brother. Yeah, yeah you get a B plus. You don't have yeah. to be A A I mean, plus. D minus. I think I should be. <laughs> nah, <able to> brother. <laughs> you know gonna be worse than seventy is passing yeah. when I grew up. I don't know what it is now, but it was passing when I grew yeah. up. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I kind of it's 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 a tight line to walk. Of course, I think 
Because first, first off, these are academic institutions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. I do get that. But I, think about the schools. And, and, I mean, you can go back and look at the history. They've had some ups and downs. They've had some good years. They, right. they, I mean, everybody catches lightning in the bottle mm-hmm. once every now. I mean, mm-hmm. a broke clock's right twice mm-hmm. a day, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Look at Oregon. I mean, they've gone a couple of times, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you think about like think about your higher academic standard Division One schools, right? Right, and football. We'll do. Fo- we'll just do football. We won't do basketball, baseball, all that other right. stuff. We'll just do football. Vanderbilt, right? In the SEC, they have the highest academic standards in the SEC. Where are they finish in the SEC every year? Last, last, most part. Yeah, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Has the highest academic standards in the Pac-12. They had some Brian Jim, Shaw years and, and some Jim Harbaugh. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. But outside of that, where have they finished? Yeah, they bottom. At the bottom. Except those Ron, Ron Gilmore back day years. Yeah, yeah, back in the early 80s or whatever. Yeah. But um, And then you look at like a Duke. <coughs> Excuse me. A Duke in football mm-hmm. in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They've done okay. Right. But they're not your perennial. Sub five hundred. Yeah, right. yeah. But they're not your perennial powerhouse. Right. If you tell me, like, let's let's let this will be fun to do. Your top ten schools, and your bottom ten schools. Mm-hmm. I bet you the bottom ten have a higher academic standard than the top ten. Correct. Guaranteed. 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 No questions asked. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that they'll just let anybody in. You know, right. I'm not going to say that, right. but your perennial powerhouses, I believe, and I'm not saying they have low expectations. No, not at all. Because they're great universities. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you, and have, you get a degree. come through those universities. Oh, yeah. most, And yeah. you get a degree from one of them top 10 schools. Right. Oh, you get a job anywhere. You write your own check. Right, right. right? I mean, because you can look at the, the, the Columbia's, the Princeton's. Oh, those Ivy Leagues. We ain't talking about that. I know, that, but, but they produce, like Marcellus Wiley came from Columbia. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, but yeah. they produce they they can produce guys out of there. But yeah. it's just more of a challenge. You won't get enough of those athletes. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Because them I mean, athletes, them athletes know not to go for ninety five and a thirty five, like they do exactly. in Georgia. <laughs> right, right. I mean, right. <laughs> if I got a kid at Yale, he right. ain't going ninety five and a thirty five like right. they doing in Georgia. Right. But that's another argument for right. another topic. Well, that dude- that that dude at Yale ain't going to the NFL either, and that dude in Georgia said, "Just give me another year, and I'll pay that ticket ten times." Right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the thing. Right. So I mean, I mean, I would say that. I mean, your your higher F- echelon schools have lower academic standards than right. you know what I'm saying, and right. I would say that. But so anyway, so with that going on. What is the Pac-12 going to look like in 2024? Because in 2024, USC. UCLA goes to the Big Ten. Colorado goes to the Big Twelve. So right now we're sitting at nine. Colorado, Car- I would say Colorado and about someone. <laughs> well, else. that's what I say. Like so, right yeah. now what we're looking at, we're looking at nine. Right in twenty twenty four. Do they lose more schools? Do they add more schools? It's, it's they hard. can't lose any. Yeah. That's bottom line. It it'll it, they will it, there will be no more Pac twelve. They will disperse the the last nine. To, to other conferences in, in the general vicinity of where they're located for the college if they lose any. Like I said, San Diego State Aztecs 
I mean, what, where are they at? You know what I'm saying? Where, where are some of these smaller schools that, that they can reach out to? You know, the Buffaloes, North Dakota, bring them out, bring right. move them up. Do something. They got to do something crazy. They got to make a just out of this world move. I think. They, yeah, they got the They got in the next two years. Yep, they yep. got to come up with something. Most definitely. Yeah, man. I mean, the the the, the startup is going to be convincing those other schools to stay. Yeah, you know. What, what well, you... it goes it goes it goes all the way back to what we started with right. is how are they going to get TV time? Right. Let's get the streaming started and get TV time. Right. And. I'm just reaching out to North Dakota, South Dakota State, you know, universities over there because, you know, they are D2. They play in the other other football games and stuff. But oh, yeah. Somebody like that, give them a shot. It might be the redheaded stepchild. They might come into Pac-12 and, and wear them all out. Who right. knows? It's just, like I said, there's a lot of good schools, even on the the, 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 the east side of the country. It's, it's just that they're on the west side. Because I, I think of a school like a James Madison. Oh, yeah. Would easily move oh, they up, balled out you know? last uh, year. True. Yeah, I think I wasn't thinking that small either, but yeah, yeah, Madison, but you know, there, there's somebody that you don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, most year. definitely. And you can invest money into programs like that, man. You can imagine what they hey, can do. Hey, what what about the HBCUs? I mean, right? I mean, they're not really too much West Coast. Well, it's going to be, they? A, and they more Midwest. But East they, Coast? they have the Texas Christian out there with you guys. Yeah, but that's in Texas. Yeah, but I don't think it's too many out. That way, yeah. I it's, think they're more like challenge. Alabama, Mississippi Valley State, yeah, Alcorn I'm State. Just reach out to somebody. They need yeah. something. Yeah, it's gonna be it's a bit of trickle effect because it, the, when they pull schools from certain conferences, those, those conferences are pulled from lower and yeah. move some guys up. <laughs> but see, this is the thing when they talk about footprint and powerhouse. Right now, you're losing Power Five schools. Right, you're replacing them with Group of Five. Right. They're a group of five for a reason. Right. They're not power five yet. So can you sustain or keep your brand if you lose A1 quality teams and bring in C-minus quality teams? Not saying that they can't do well yeah. or they won't do well, given the benefit and the money. Team, I think if they get a team like that, it'll help one of those teams that just needs that one or two extra wins in a season. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it could it could really change the the recruiting, everything, knowing, hey, I can either go to this school that just got in this conference or I got the same offer over at this school, which is a bigger school, boom. You know, just recruiting, everything would be all, all kinds of right. switched up and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's happened before. I mean, because you got to think about some of these – Schools came from smaller conferences, moving up. To oh the yeah, SEC, I mean most definitely, yeah. So I mean, it, Utah came from the, right. you know what I'm saying, the Big West. Right. But they were able to have then. a good coach to come through there. Yeah, um, Boise had a good coach to come through this system. Yeah. TCU, Gary mm-hmm. Patterson. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's it's all about yeah, just choosing the choosing the right one, try, right location because they they need to get in. I would say definitely stay in California. They got, they, they got two schools in California right now, right? Yeah, Stanford, yeah, Cal and Stanford. Yeah. yeah, but you still want to maybe... San Jose San State, San Diego Fresno. State, Fresno. Fresno's they there. keep you kind of middle, right. southern, well, see, California. That, that was kind of my thing. That was my thing, too, about trying to get somebody... I know they're the West Coast. I right. know they're the West Coast. Right. But if they reach out and grab somebody closer to the middle, maybe even further to the east side, they can grab a whole nother genre and a whole group of yeah. people invested in one team. And we'll get TV time regardless of where they're playing at. Right. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's why we mentioned SMU. Because if, yeah. Like when SMU, those teams over here Boise State. play over there, right. 
you know, they're going to get the game at normal time, but when they play over there, it's still right. going to be early for them. Right. Yeah. So it's not like they're ever going to lose. They'll get more TV time, I believe, if they went to the East mid to grab people and bring, them, uh, bring somebody over, but – Oh yeah, most definitely. It's gonna be fun to watch the Pac-12 this year. Let's oh yeah, put it that yeah. Way. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think they're getting a lot of sleep right about now. Oh no, 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 no. So let me run this right by. This will be our last topic we talk on tonight. But let me run run this by y'all because this is a thing that I think is legit. True, and nobody's talking about it. It is is the Mountain West, right? Right. Mountain West got 12 teams right now, mm-hmm. right? Pac-12, lost USC, UCLA to Big Ten. Lost Colorado. Big 12 ain't done with one. Right. Big 12 commissioners say, I'm coming for your throat. I'm going to kill your conference. Right. This is all theoretical. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's theoretical, and it'd be cool to be the first one to say it, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> those three are gone, right? right? Next week, Arizona's probably going to go. Arizona says, you know what? Us in Arizona State's a package deal. Mm-hmm. We got three out of four corners. Now we bring Utah to the Big 12 because y'all got BYU. Right. So now that's just a conference game. Rival game, but a conference game. Right. Keep tradition alive, right? So now we lost four teams to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Big 10 says, this is a hell of an opportunity to pull Oregon and Washington Cause they ain't gotta play no money to go away, right? And it helps up with scheduling because we already got UCLA and UC, USC. Right, so, so that helps with scheduling. I got four teams on the West Coast. I don't have to send these two across country all all year, right? right. So bam, nope. there's four teams. Mm-hmm. Pac 12s down to eight or yep. down to four. No, now they're down four. to four. Yeah, you got Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal. Mm-hmm. If I'm the commissioner, Gloria Neverez, mm-hmm. who just took over January 1st, and girl, you want to make a name for yourself? Oh, I'm on the phone with those four. Before the, the Oregon thing works out. Right, before right. Washington works out. Before Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah leave. I'm right. on the phone with Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. And you know what I tell them? Right. We got 12 teams. Right. Won't you come over to this Mountain West? Now, I got 16. Right. Big 10 got 20. SEC got 16. Yep. Big 12 got 16. Let's turn Mountain West. 16 teams. 14, two teams out of California. Two in the Northwest. Yep. I'm a Power 5 conference, baby. Yep. Mess with me. Yeah. Come on. Damn. Mountain West. <laughs> I, turn, power. Yeah. I turn Power 5 overnight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I'm not even worried about the big dogs. Mm-hmm. I just need four more to get me up there to match them numbers. They already have a TV deal, and they got a TV deal that runs oh. out. That runs out in 26. Right. So soon you ain't going yeah, exactly. You ain't going to come over till 24. Right. In 25, I'm gonna negotiate. Right. And now we're power five. New deal with Power Five Mount Conference. Bam. Yep. So I, 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 that, you know what? And I said, if they don't make a move, they will demise in two, two to three years. Well, 23, 24, 25, 26, it would be all done deal, wrapped up, packed deal. Yep. Let's Mount get West, this money. Power five conference. Out the blue. 12 is gone. The 12 don't have any leverage. None. 
They lost eight of their 12 teams. So you think I'm about to pay $35 million to come join you for some stuff you can't tell me nothing about? Right. No, you can get out for free. Come over here. Right. And I'll get you paid. Yep. Man. Ain't that something? Yep. Mountain West Power 5 Conference 2025. Yep. It could happen. It can happen. It would be 26. I don't think, oh, I think they yeah, play yeah, yeah, 26, yeah, they play 20, TV they deal. Play 25 as, yeah, they play 25 as a 16-squad 16, 16, yeah. uh, team, and then, boom, 26. They have the TV contract, Mount yeah. West Network. Exactly. And they come in as, as, as a Power 5 conference, and they play the big dogs. Yep. yep. Problem, yep. problem with that is, problem with that is, is uh, you got, um, uh, you know, Nevada, Hawaii, New Mexico, Colorado State. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to they, the big leagues, son. Get, yeah. No, well, they in the Mount West right now because they can't hang with the big dogs. And uh, a demise of the, the Pac-12 could cause the Mount West into a, a, a redheaded stepchild of the Power Five, man. I, I just think I, it would be well, demise. Well, those until, teams would probably be at the t- – well, yeah. Until you get the money. Until you get the revenue. See, that's the thing. Because you're Power Five, you're automatically guaranteed. doesn't matter what you could be – what, oh yeah, teams. You could be, you know, you be a seven and seven and five team, and be seed number five in the playoffs. Come on now, out of the Mount uh, West. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it it will vary. You know what I'm saying? But that's because they don't have the revenue. Like yeah. I said, I, I heard the thing with Dana Hogerson, and he said when I was here in 2009, he said this was a transit school. He said I came back as a head coach. He says day and night. He's like, we're going to the Big 12. He said, three years from now, we're going to collect the $60 million check from the Big 12. Right. He said, U of H is not going to look the way it looks right now in three years because of that money and that revenue. So I think if you get those smaller schools, that type of revenue and that money, they're going to be able to adjust right. and adapt and build. And I mean, I'm yeah, recruiting. right out the jump. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right out the jump, it's going to suck. Recruiting and hiring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hiring coaches, recruiting. I was like, I think that's. I mean, it it will be good. They just gonna have to build it up. They just gotta step or yeah, two behind. But like I said, their location is is a challenge. <laughs> you know, I mean, they can do it. You know, but because because I, I I throw another school in it. Well, two other schools that that came up. One was UNLV, mm-hmm. and Tulane. You know, I'm surprised okay. Tulane didn't go to the Big Twelve, and then they're a great recruiting location. Hell yeah! You Pro- know, problem with Tulane is if they to make the move to the Big Twelve, they made it too late. Yeah, because you know the other four were coming in already. Right, with yeah. Texas and Oklahoma declaring out, the other four coming in, <laughs> and I just hate to say it, the four coming in do have have a stage name already in a small in other smaller conferences. Right. Where Tulane is really only known in people like us yeah. and in Tulane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. nothing Most against Tulane. They're a, solid, yeah. they're a solid squad. They're, they're, they can compete with some of the toughest ones in college football. They just don't have the marketing, right. the money, yeah. and, and the recruiting. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's my little Mountain West tidbit for everybody to look out for. I mean, why not? Right. All right, you want to bring up Mount West on a Pac-12 collapse day? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call. You, I'm gonna call you out. Well, yeah. Who who wins Mount West this year? Yeah. Mm, right off the top, uh, I would go Air Force. 
off the top Airport. of my head. Off the top of my head. All I ain't right. dug into it. Saturday. We'll have a Mountain West preview show. We will. But right off the top of my we head, will. I would have to say probably Air Force. Air yeah. Force. What you got? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, uh, that, That's been the most successful team. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Boise will be good. I think Boise will be good. I don't think they'll be great. Um, I can't. Boise coming coming off a ten and four season. They did good. There's a lot of room for improvement, but I think they're losing a couple of people that are key players. Yeah, and I can't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my Aztecs. Oh, you're gonna go San Diego Diego State? State. Yeah, yeah. I can't go for Wyoming. Just for they reasons. won game over five hundred last year, but I think they're coming back. I, I tell you, Jason. I tell you who 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 would be a spoiler, who who may determine who wins it. Colorado State. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not Colorado. UNLV. State. UNLV. No, now that was my no. sleeper team last year, and they fell a it's, game um, short. They started five and zero and lost the last seven. Um, is Wyoming? They Mountain West. Yeah, they want my one. That's gonna that's gonna be the side of the wins. Dude, you already know it. Every time dude, Jason, every time he picks against Wyoming, because we have these pick'ems, yeah, they, they win. win. Yeah, they win. Yeah. yeah, that's why I quit picking them. I quit pick them. <laughs> hell with Wyoming. That Wyoming, I think Wyoming, I think they're they're due good for a good season in the next two or three years. I don't think it's I'm in four years. I don't think it's this year. I, I do like Wyoming though. Yeah. yeah. They're just head coach. I don't know where the hell he's at. They'll be a spoiler. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, all right, everybody. I think that's going to wrap up our episode of our Death to the Pack 12. I think we covered a lot of good stuff, covered a lot of different angles, stuff ain't nobody talking about, stuff you probably hear on ESPN next week because they'll be like, oh, yes, we talked about it. So, time for it to make big news. So, <laughs> if y'all are listening. Usually how it happens. Exactly. If y'all are out there listening, someone special, give somebody a shout. You know how to reach us. Let us know. Because like I said, I would definitely take some of those people's jobs for a lot cheaper than what you pay them. So, <laughs> so like I said, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Taz, you got anything for the people? Uh, no, man. I just want to thank Jason, man, for stepping in, man, and giving us a hand. Appreciate you, brother. I was going to say, one of my my opportunity to talk, Steve, Taz, appreciate y'all letting me come on the show and, and give my little two cents from Texas on the Pac-12 and the demise and the collapse of it. Anytime, happen, but, uh, <laughs> Yes, sir, anytime. I told you I'd get you on here. Appreciate it, Bob. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye, everybody.